up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Thursday, early break, Nick Sainert, C. Sipple, sponsored by Gain of Trucking, learn about job opportunities today at gainatrucking.com. Good morning, Sip. And triple pump? Triple pump. How course. are you doing? Good. I'm good. Yeah, you're up. Uh, you say you get used to this getting up early? I'm starting to really enjoy going to bed early. How early? Last Let's night you went to bed before me. Here we go. I, I doubt it. I, last night was a 9 p.m. bedtime. Oh my god! Yeah, you went to bed way before me. I was 10:30. Really? See, so it, it was one of nine those things. o'clock. Yeah. Okay. It, like I didn't. I wasn't asleep by nine o'clock. So here's what I did last night, and, and what I've done, what I usually do every night. All yours is, I'll, I'll get into bed, get like you know everything, just get settled, uh-huh. and then I'll turn on Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Love Seinfeld. Love Seinfeld. And he, here's the only thing that Netflix can make me happier is if they put on King of Queens. Oh, wow. Okay. If they put King of yeah. Queens on King Netflix. King of Queens is funny. I, I, yeah. I, would, I would binge that the entire, every night. Yeah. So I've watched Seinfeld. All, they have all the seasons of Seinfeld on Netflix. And so I've watched from start to finish. And then by the time I was finished, I was like, listen, I don't, I don't remember what happened at the start. Right, that's good. So I said it's t- it's long enough. Uh-huh. It's as enough seasons to where I said, "Listen, I don't, I can just restart it. It's all yeah, it's all and, new and, stuff and, for me. It's and, a refresher." Yeah, and what I have found is you don't hear every single line. Bingo. Your first time through, so you catch. Oh, I'm big. Jake knows Jake Sorensen, who is in Hawaii. Yes, Jake Sorensen. Jake Sorensen, our normal co-host yep not my, me. my normal co-host is in hawaii he was texting me photos of the beach and otters i think no not otters they were no. turtles <laughs> the the just guys being dudes is that yeah. what you're talking about now that one those were turtles that one and then otters i yeah i, I okay i messed up okay otters yeah it's early not even remotely close no it's not even close okay walruses too Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that's what I was mixing up. I don't get those pictures like you do. Well, you uh, uh, evidently you did. I. So okay, so is he texting you these pictures? Yes. Okay, because Text. the reason I ask is he puts these on social media. Oh, as well. so he's doubling up. So I am not special. So basically, what he's telling you indirectly is that he doesn't expect you to check Twitter, oh, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, okay, whatever it may be. Yeah, he did. did text me that photo of the of the monster turtles on the beach yeah. and said look at these beautiful bastards <laughs> he said i just snorkeled like a badass <laughs> I, I can hear jake saying that as well that's the worst part about it hey I hear jake saying it too um per yesterday before we get into walter rouse the big walter rouse yes. news can i can i tell you can i 
there's some edification that maybe we need to do okay. here. Enlighten we touched me. on we won't I'm not going to burn this subject up for tomorrow but yeah. we were talking yesterday about Nebraska wide receivers in the draft. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that uh Trey Palmer's projected as a third rounder, third rounder. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Trey Palmer? Yep. Projected as a third rounder, the the former Nebraska receiver. Nebraska hasn't had a receiver. Now, this is almost like a trick question. Nebraska hasn't had a receiver drafted as high as the third round since. It's almost a trick question. Ooh. Eric Crouch. Oh, okay. Drafted as a receiver in 2002. Yikes. They haven't had anybody, any receiver drafted higher than the fifth round since then. How about that, by the way? Well, Trey Paul. So that's why we, we struggled yesterday to come up with – was there has there been a receiver drafted in the third round, um, higher than the third round or third round? And, and the fact is, no, there hasn't. Samare Ture was seventh round last mm-hmm. year. Kenny Bell in 2015 was a fifth rounder. Quincy Anunua in 2014 was a sixth rounder. Niles Paul was a fifth rounder in 2011. And Eric Crouch was a third rounder by the St. Louis Rams, drafted as a receiver in 2002. Not much receiver Mm-mm. draft stuff. No. Which, I mean, and honestly, it, looking at a bigger picture, there's not a whole lot of offensive skill positions that have been drafted either. No, you're right. That's true. Over the last, I, was, I mean, since then, we could yeah. go since then. So that, that we'll get, we'll delve deep more deeply into that tomorrow right now we have news to talk about yeah yeah so obviously last night uh nebraska two days ago misses out on micah mazuka the offensive guard from from baylor he ends up going to florida uh so that was kind of strike one matt rule and and the guys kind of swung and missed at at micah mazuka and then last night it seemed like when, when we talked in the morning, Sip, it was kind of a little unknown. It was like, all right, was where, 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 where are we thinking with Walter Rouse? Yeah, it was absolutely unknown. Um, and, and this is a guy that started 39 games at tack, at the tackle position for Stanford uh-huh. over his career. Walter Rouse decides to pick Nebraska last night over Oklahoma and Iowa. Big victory for, for the Husker staff. And, and Donovan Riola as well. Oh, yeah, it is. Again, you're talking about a player again to repeat what you just said 39 starts at left tackle for Stanford 2552 snaps at left tackle mm-hmm. there's a ton of value in such an abundance of experience he'll know exactly nick what's expected of him both on and off the field um he's a grown man okay he is he's a he's he's a bio biochemistry major yeah um he's an academic all-american he's played at a high level now he does have a shoulder injury which will keep him out of spring we should mention that so it's not like he's just going to come in now here's the thing i I, some people kind of got after me last last night because i said these words in my assessment of I want to hear what you have to say about this, of Walter Rouse. I said, at the very least, Rouse will challenge for a starting job. Mm -hmm. I said, some people will write him in as an immediate starter. We'll see. People didn't like that. They were like, why why we'll see? He's a starter. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what I'd say to that, Nick. I'm interested in what you think. 
I'd say you can't get into the habit of handing guys jobs. Well, I, 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 I'm okay. I'm on board with the whole you can't hand guys jobs, but it's hard Whoa. to imagine that Walter Rouse is not one of the better offensive linemen on this roster. 100% agree with you. And here's, here's a big reason. But I can't why. just hand no, no, him a job. No, no, no. I, and, and I would hope that. I know this country's like big him. on handouts. But, but, I, but, I, but I, sorry. But I, but <laughs> just, I. Just slip that one in there. there so. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, I'm not. I just don't think it's good for the locker room. Well, no. It's, if, they, if these guys, returners, know that these high-profile guys are just going to be handed jobs, that's not good for culture, not good for the notion of competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we we all espouse, right? We all espouse, guy. You got to compete for jobs. We always talk about Nebraska's got to get back to having a, a a competition for jobs daily. Then when I suggest that maybe we'll see if he's the starter, people jump on. Yeah. No, well, okay. What do you want? What do you want? Well, do you want competition or not? Well, I think I, I think another big piece to that is you understand. Is, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the staff can't preach that there's going to be competition. Yeah. And then, then hand and hand somebody hand people job. jobs. And so here, but I mean, here's something to think about. So, Teddy Prohaska at left tackle has played eight games through his three years. That's it. Eight. That's eight. it. And now you're bringing in a guy, and, and you have Bryce Benhart on the other side. Or, right. excuse me, Turner Corcoran at right tackle? No, it was Bryce. Bryce Benhart. Yeah, yeah. Bryce started um, yeah, all but a couple, yeah. or all but one. Then you have Bryce Benhart, oh, who, who has not graded very highly if you want to look at pro football focus no, through he his Husker career. He hasn't. Uh, so then you bring in a guy in Walter Rouse who started 39 games, mm-hmm. and we're not talking at Division Two level. We're not talking about at Maine. We're, we're talking at Stanford. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. There, there's a lot of intrigue there, and there's a lot of good reason why you would imagine that Walter Rouse would just come in and, and expect, and fans would expect, that he's going to get the job. I, I still will say it's not that's not the way you want to do things, though. You want competition. Teddy, I mean, what... I mean, I mean, I don't think. Now, hold on here, Teddy Prohaska. Mm-hmm. Teddy Prohaska. I mean, he's not going to want to hear. Yeah, this guy's our, our number one left tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't Teddy Prohaska and his camp say, "Wait a second, are, well, are we going to co- are we going to compete for this?" Of course. Yeah, Teddy Prohaska, as we've talked about, guys like Dave Remington, Dominic Rayola have told me Teddy's a first rounder. He's going to be a first rounder. I just I don't know if anybody's saying that about Walter Rouse. I, I, I'm not sure. He wouldn't. I don't know that Walter Rouse right now would be. I think he's he's at Nebraska because he had a shoulder injury late in the season, and I don't. I, he he had a quote in the World Herald that suggested he didn't even know if he'd be drafted. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think you got to pump it, pump the brakes a little bit. But I totally get it, though. He's going to be one of your top linemen. Oh, he's going to be in the conversation. He's top and, seven. And, and honestly, to, and he might be a starter. To kind of put things into perspective, so is Ben Scott. Absolutely. I mean, I, like, I mean, I've you, sort of handed in, Ben Scott the yeah. job. I, 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 I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because you project Ben Scott. Well, you lose Trent Hickson at center, right? And so you kind of just there's not I mean, a, unintentionally slide Ben Scott into the starting center role. Yeah, he's got to go earn it though. Yeah, I suppose I mean, so. Ethan Piper's not just going to hand it to him. No. And I don't think as a fan base, and I, God, I mean, obviously as a coaching staff, you want to, we, 
we always talk about how Nebraska's got to get back to daily competition and practice. Mm -hmm. And then we come on the radio and say, okay, these transfers, they're starters. I got to be careful. I got to be careful with that. Well, I think. Right. Hold on. So now I, I think it's a little bit of a of a of a two edged sword or double edged sword because at one on one side I get what you're saying. On the other side, we've all seen the offensive line and we've all seen some of the some of the bodies and the talent or the lack of depth even mm-hmm. on Saturdays. And we sit there and go, "Is this really the best we have?" Well, that, that my answer to that would be, don't you have to let players develop particularly linemen mm-hmm. offensive linemen it's not, not talking about corners we're not talking about receipt wide outs they need development well they but offensive linemen offensive linemen i know i know i sound old and people get tired of me always going back to the good old days but nick when i was your age there was nebraska linemen didn't you didn't even think of them playing as freshmen and sophomores yeah. you didn't it was always Okay, here's the here's the great recruit. Now there's occasionally once in a blue moon a kid would start as a freshman or a redshirt freshman, but it was always uh, you know you're not going to see him till junior see, junior yeah. junior. Well, there's depth into that to that conversation, right? And then I think what like there, in those conversations, what did what did those old Nebraska teams have that they we did don't have depth now? Of talent. It's depth. Yeah. And, and here, let's be honest, Sip. If Teddy Prohaska wasn't dealing with two season-ending injuries uh-huh. and coming off of that, mm-hmm. if he wasn't also, I mean, six ten, yeah, I we don't, I don't know if we talk about that enough. Six foot ten. While Walter Rouse is six foot six, and so there's a little bit of, I mean, there's four inches of different of height difference there. Mm-hmm. But then you also, I think, I also have this thought of if Nebraska's offensive linemen were doing their job, or if these guy, if this coaching staff, Donovan Royola thought that they were going to be able to win on Saturdays with the guys that they had in the room, mm-hmm. they wouldn't get a guy like Walter Rouse, who had 39 starts last year. I, yeah, they would I have, can't they disagree would, they, with that. They would, they, it would be more of a depth right. grab, no, like I, we saw in the recruiting class. Yeah, I can't. Because that's what – in order to get Nebraska back to what they have daily competition, where, where guys can compete for the starting job every practice – you you got to be able to mold and sculpt and and develop the offensive line specifically. We're talking about the offensive line here. Mm-hmm. We're in the trenches, trench, trenches. Excuse me. You got to be able to develop them, and and that's going to take more than just a spring and fall camp. Mm-hmm. And so, if my point of view is, if Donovan Riola and their staff around him felt like they were going to be able to to win and succeed at a high level. With the guys in the current room, prior to Micah Mazuka, prior to Walter Rouse, who are two experienced guys, Micah Mazuka started every game at Baylor this last season. Mm-hmm. Then they wouldn't have gotten those guys, tried to go get those guys necessarily, mm-hmm. because it's not like you're not experienced in your offensive line. Ah, you don't have much depth though. You had to you go don't get have depth. Guys. You had to go get guys. But I, I don't know if if you go get guys in the form of a, a player who started 39 games. I think you, you try to get, get more of a development project. Mm, you try to get the best guys available. I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's an interesting kind of conversation. It is. Because it's a I, big get. And I mean, the bottom line is it's a huge get. I mean, and Billy Kemp is. And there's something else I need to say. Okay? Okay. There's no way in hell you're getting these guys without NIL. There's okay. no way. There's you have, you have almost a zero chance. And I know that. I mean, it's not like I don't talk to people. Mm-hmm. All right? Nebraska's... You can 
I mean, it's telling you. There's no way you're getting Billy Kemp. And you're no way you're getting Walter Rouse. And I, I don't – I know those for sure. I, I imagine it's the same with all of them or close to all of them. Yeah. Right now, you're not – you are not getting these guys without 1890, the initiative. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to me. In fact, Walter Rouse – I will call up this story, this quote, the rival World Herald. Um that he talked about, he did talk about Walter Rouse, did make mention of that. He said this, Walter Rouse. Hold on a second. Um, this is awkward. No, it's okay, Sip. It's all right. Either way, if, if you guys are just joining yeah, us. Yeah, Walter, yeah, yeah. F- filled in for Yeah, me. if you guys are just Thank joining you. us. God bless you. Walter Rouse committed to Nebraska last night, a six foot six offensive tackle who started 39 games at Stanford last or throughout his career, comes in, and, and we expect to compete for the starting job. Um, Sip, while you're looking that up, we actually do have a phone call. Okay, I Let's, got it. Hold, oh, hold you got on. it. Go ahead. Yeah, I got it. And, and, I, and, and embarrassingly, this was not in the World Herald. This was in Husker Online, my Employer. Your, your outlet. Yeah, my employer. Um, this is what Walter said. And he, he spoke of the NIL. He said there are a ton of NIL deals to do in Nebraska. This is Walter Rouse talking. There are a ton of NIL deals to do in Nebraska. There are no professional teams to compete with. There isn't an NFL team or an NBA team. There's really not another school to even compete with. There are countless opportunities for that. Wow. Man. Bam. Telling. Yes. Which, so here's what's interesting, Sip, and I, I said this on the show yesterday. I talked to a, a defensive starter last year, and just in the, in November, and I said this yesterday. So just to tell you how they're, how it's changed just in the years, I think it will see it would be three years ago when this defensive player got there, yeah. and now Walter Rouse. Okay. Is that he, he stood up and said, NIL is not what you guys think it is. In the last three weeks, or excuse me, th- in the last month and a half, so it would be like five, six weeks, I've gotten two NIL deals, offers, and he said it's been for a total of 50 bucks mm-hmm. to post on social media. Yeah, well, that's not... So it's not the same. No, and that that's not what's you, going on with the high-profile guys. Bingo, yeah. bingo. And, and that was to a defensive starter. Right. No, that's not... And that, so to... to that, we're not talking $50 deals no, for no, Walter no, no, Rouse. No, no, exactly. But right. that, I think that tells you how... Much number one, it's changed just in a couple years, yeah, in a couple months potentially, and how much you have to. No, not a couple months. Well, I think I think with I'm talking transfers yeah. from guys that are on the team. Uh-huh. It tells you it tells you how much you have to use nil to lure guys to a place like Nebraska. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah. Please don't. I mean, we have to make it very clear to our listeners these aren't fifty dollar deals. No, 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 no. <laughs> but that was to a defensive starter. Okay. Well, it. Yeah, and some of it is how much a a player wants to push it. I suppose so. I mean, it works that way too, where it's there's opportunities that they have to go get. Mm-hmm. Um, caller, yeah, caller, caller. If you can hear us, what, what's your name? You're on early break. Go ahead. You know who this is. And you know oh, where Vince. I'm calling from. Good Vince, morning. Good morning, Vince. Vince, how are you? Oh, pretty good, guys. <clears throat> All right, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Let's see. Well, uh, let's see. Well, well, to me, 
like a lot of things, I see this as somewhat of a layered conversation, and uh, and I'm definitely one of the old heads that remembers the days of uh, you know of a, a freshman with very rare exception mm-hmm. uh, seeing the action and redshirting. And I'm in general, I'm still in general, I'm still a believer in that. Although I, although I know some of the young crowd would look at me and say, "Okay, okay, Mister, get off my lawn, whatever." But um, but 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 I still think that I mean now the red shirt rule where you can play um, where you can play four games and still keep a red shirt I think that that definitely serves a purpose and that was a game changer but uh, I've always been a believer in that unless unless a guy is going to play at least one third of the offensive or defensive snaps you know in which case to use a basketball term he's a rotation player. I think unless they're going to play that amount of snaps, they should redshirt because I'm not a believer in burning a redshirt just so a guy can run down the field on a kickoff, you know. But um, and and you're right. I mean these train these transfers definitely can serve a purpose. And I think in the case of Nebraska's offensive line, I mean it comes down to this: we need bodies there because the offensive line recently, um, you know, it's been too much like a house of cards where. A starter goes down, and boom, you know, the whole thing just collapses. And and that's pretty significant because, you know, even even the guys we're, we were trotting out there as starters, you know, it's not like we're, you know, it's not like we're trotting out a bunch of all-conference guys. But, um, I, but, as, but as far as this whole competition thing, I couldn't agree more. You know, you definitely have to get, you definitely have to get back to that. Now, if you bring somebody in that you believe is better, then yeah, I guess you give them every opportunity sure. win, to win the job until they sure. play their way out of it or prove they're not the starter. But you know, but yeah, no, you can't hand you can't just hand start you can't just hand starting jobs. I go back to Kirby Smart's post game show the other night. He goes, you know, we don't have a sense of entitlement in this program. Right. It's like, well, gee, many Christmas, what a concept, you know. And I think <laughs> you have to create competition. And the thing about competition, guys, is this. It's not just about necessarily who plays better in the games. Yeah. Although that's although although that's what you are uh-huh. evaluate, and, and it also comes down to this. You know, What's that? you see how they perform in practice, but but more than anything, that competition also starts in the weight room, uh-huh. and that starts in the weight room because you know what? <laughs> what? Even when you're in the weight room, you go into the weight room every day with the idea that you're going to go in there and you're going to open up a can of kick ass <laughs> and you're going to go out there and fight with bloody knuckles. <laughs> right. And that goes 365 days a year. Let's go, fellas. Let's go. <laughs> there. <laughs> he's always reliable. Yeah, always yeah. reliable to. He starts kind of slow and builds towards yeah. a major like, this finish. Guy, this guy's got a good point on it on his hands. Okay, his yeah. This this thing with Rouse. Yeah, I do. I think he's going to be a star. Yes, I do. Yeah, but I'm telling you, you have to be careful with this idea of handing jobs out. It's not good for the culture of your locker room. Mel Tucker, when he brought in all those guys to Michigan State before the 2021 season, yeah, it would have been before two or two years ago now. Yeah, before the 2021 season, when yeah. that when that program blew up in a good way and got Mel 9.5 million dollar contract, you know he brought in, um, oh, you know, in, in the neighborhood of 20 transfers, and there were there were stories written about how did you make this work, and you know a big part of it, Nick was Tucker didn't hand jobs to people. And and the locker room benefited from it. The culture was enhanced because Mel Tucker said, yeah, these guys, I'm, I mean, 
they're they're here for a reason, but we can't just hand them jobs. By hand jobs, do you mean make promise? By handing them jobs, do you mean like making promises? Is is that how you're saying? Because no, no, no. Here's, I'm here's, not sure. here's what I'm talking about. Day one of spring ball, Walter Rouse is, is the number one left tackle. Gotcha. Day one, you send him out there with the ones. I don't think you do that. Yeah. And if you do. You you get him out of there fast and have a rotation of guys. Well, I think, I, and I wouldn't put him number here, one. Here's what's crazy. Hey, hey, I wouldn't put him number one to start. No, no. I think I think something that Vince said that I was kind of going through the thought process on with the daily competition and, and talking about depth and having guys being able to compete. I think it. I mean, I think it's pretty telling of Nebraska's program. Unfortunately, though, over the last couple of years, and what I what over I mean the last by that couple. Well. Over a substantial amount, yeah, I just suppose. couple. Yeah, n- not just couple. I was trying to be a little lighter. All right, but when when you look at whether it's at the skill positions, mm-hmm. sip, or mm-hmm. whether it's in the trenches, there is a significant drop off between the starter or maybe number two, mm-hmm. or in most cases a, there is. Yeah, but uh-huh. when we're talking like in the Big Ten, uh-huh. you know most most programs in a, in a that Nebraska wants to be compared to, whether it's Wisconsin, whether it's a top 25 program, whatever it may be, most programs, Husker fans get so frustrated because the drop-off between the number one starter and, three. and number three yeah. or number even number two. Sometimes two. Is so, it's such a larger gap at Nebraska, it feels like. In, compared to the top I mean, top we, teams. we could talk about the quarterback room. I know that's not the offensive line that we were talking oh, about. Oh God, yeah, that's but we glaring. can talk about that the quarterback. Glaring. Yeah, that was glaring. Where, where, now, where you have, where then you go to other programs, and they can Minnesota, for example. Mm-hmm. They have a guy in Tanner Morgan mm-hmm. who's good, serviceable, mm-hmm. a little above serviceable. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Kaliak Manis mm-hmm. against Nebraska, and you He's could good. argue that if Tanner Morgan stayed in the game, Nebraska wins it. I couldn't. I, I, you're right. But then the drop off from Casey Thompson to uh-huh. Logan Smothers. And or Chubba Purdy uh-huh. was massive, right? My and dream. it was it was just sitting there like, why is that the case at Nebraska? Now it's not the case across the board at Nebraska because if you look at the running back room, you certainly wouldn't say that's the case, right? There's not, there wasn't a big drop off between one and two. Mm-hmm. There, so, but you're right. I mean, that, I mean, that's, I mean, how how could anybody argue against what you're saying when you just look at the record? If Nebraska had sufficient talent and sufficient depth, it wouldn't be without a bowl game appearance in the last six years. So, yeah, you're right. It's you're you're on pretty safe ground saying that, Nick. You're on which, safe ground. Which, and it honestly, sip. I mean, think about it this way to make it even worse. Mm-hmm. Think about the some of Nebraska's best players over the last five years. They've been transfers. Yep. Well, Whether the last two leading receivers. Yeah, Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer, Samari Toure. The la- yeah, the last two leading receivers, yeah. Samari Toure and Trey Palmer. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's glaring, unfortunately. Yeah. So then it's like you look at what Matt Rule and his staff are, are addressing and how they're operating mm-hmm. and the guys they bring in through the recruiting class, high school ranks-wise, and the offensive line going back to that, that point of view. It's Sam Sledge. It's Gunnar Gatula. It's Brock Knutson. What are you saying? Development projects. Yeah, those guys are gonna have to develop. They're projects. Yeah. Now and here's so, the deal. So then, so then they have to go out also and do what they're doing now and get a guy like Walter Rouse or target a guy like Micah Mazuka, who are Power Five experienced guys. 
because you have a, you basically what Nebraska had and Ben Scott obviously mm-hmm. because basically what Nebraska had was a group of of guys in Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, who I'm not saying can't be quality starters, mm-hmm. but were thrown into the fire way quicker than they ever should have been, and that's potentially harmed their career. Yep, and their outlook. Yep, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Okay, back to the notion of handing people jobs and uh, and there's a you know me being slightly hypocritical here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard not to be Billy Kemp, for instance. Yeah. Billy Kemp, the transfer receiver from Virginia. You just figure he's going to be in rotation and probably a good chance to be the leading receiver. Yeah. I still say you can't just say on day 1 you're our guy. I don't think you can do that, but but it's sort of it's sort of Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tacit in the discussion that yeah, he's he's going to be the guy. I mean, it's 74 catches and one season at Virginia. To put that in perspective, Trey Palmer had 71 this year as yeah. Nebraska's leading receiver. Samari Ture in his big year, his only year here in 2021, had 46 catches. Billy Kemp had 74 catches in one season in 2021. I mean, if he catches 74 passes at Nebraska, that'll be second all-time on this all-time single-season list. Now, now we talked about this yesterday with Trey Palmer specifically, um, who we mentioned once again, currently according to ESPN draft guys, he has a third-round grade. And that's before he tests, before he has a pro Trey, day, all that. Right. Trey Palmer, that is. Yeah. And one thing we said was Trey Palmer's a gamer. And what, a gamer. One, something that Trey Palmer has is, is elite confidence. He does. He has he has so much confidence in himself in him in himself in his ability. He really and does. He he doesn't think anybody can stop him out there. Right. And if you go back and and think about it, Trey Palmer thought and he exuded that thought that he was going to be the guy ever since the first day he got he did. here. I bet Billy Kemp will be that way. And if Billy Kemp's that way, we don't know anybody else in that room. I mean, Marcus Washington had had forty catches. Marcus Washington I, 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 had 30, 30 some. 31. Marcus Washington last season, 31 catchers for 471 there you go, yards. 470. That's where I got the 40. Yeah. Okay. Marcus Washington last year, 31 catches. Second on the on the team among returners, Alante Brown, mm-hmm. 16. Then it drops down to seven catches for Brody Belt and two for Wyatt Lever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you figure Billy Kemp's in a pretty good spot, but and, you got to make him earn it. And you also have to remember what Marcus Satterfield said on last week at his press conference. He wants different guys, different body types. He wants different body types, yeah. and wants and feels when asked what's one spot on this roster that you feel like you could boost or improve, wide receiver. Yep. Need need they need. add Joshua Fleeks on signing day. Yes, they add now Billy Kemp, and, and, and they might not be done. Not be done. I mean, everybody's asking, so the portal closes January 18th. Is there going to be any more activity before January 18th? I, I would tell you this, not that we know of, but it's, it's, it's a new staff. You don't get quite as much information right now. Yeah. Um, so we don't know. Again, the portal closes on January 18th. Nebraska... Rouse is number nine, nine player for Nebraska out of the portal. Will there be a 10th and 11th before January 18th? I 
blushingly admit I don't know. And January 18th is next Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. So it's a week from yesterday. Okay, thank you. Next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah interesting stuff. But um, Nebraska continues to add to their offensive line, their transfer portal numbers. Walter Rouse from Stanford, guy that started 39 games for the Cardinal in his career. So big, big get, both big uh, news, bi- both uh, figuratively and literally for the Huskers. A six foot six. Um, 300 pounder so 318 318 yeah big uh, big gift for the Huskers when we come back let's talk a little NFL sip okay yeah let's do big news in Denver yeah big news in Denver we'll be back early break on the ticket